Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. This week on Transformers Rewind, it's beginning from Cybertron. Finally, the end of the great Cybertronian wars. With Galvatron's threat neutralized, representatives from each planet converge via the space bridge on Cybertron. Scourge from Beast Planet. Metroplex from Gigantia. From Speed Planet, Override. And EVAC delivers their newest ally, Colonel Franklin, who has been named Ambassador from Earth. They are greeted by none other than Optimus Prime. Let the first intergalactic peace conference begin! I love this episode! Awful. I like this. I like the fact that it's set, set like from an interview point of view. Or like, hey, that's the weird part. Like the whole the real life Cybertron is the weird element of the episode. But it, I, I one of the things I love the most about all of Cybertron is the. Fi- I mean, it was a show that was very strung out at the start. The Velocitron arc speaks for that, you know. Uh, but I love the fact that at the very end of the show, they took the time to space out the. They saved the planet. And there was a final episode for the showdown with Galvatron. And then there was an episode legitimately given over to be an epilogue to the whole thing, which is not just an end of Cybertron, but an end of the whole of the Unicron trilogy. And, and I, every other series, the last episode, this sort of stuff gets like the last two minutes or the yeah, last 30 seconds. Yeah. So that I, that I think it's, I, I applaud them for doing that. I wish, wish Animated got this. And everybody gets a little something, even if it's only a couple of lines of dialogue. Like everybody who's still kicking around gets to do something in this episode, just to to pay off the whole thing. You get the little sweet stuff with Kobe. You can get the little sweet with with with, with Kobe and uh, Laurie. You get the you can get that little sweet bit where Safeguard looks up and remembers Vector Prime taking off. Everybody gets a little something to do. Everything comes up Thundercracker for a little bit, and then they go off. And then, I, I I just I, I really is. Signal Lancer. Signal Lancer. Yes. Yeah, now yeah, that was like awesome. Where's my signal lancer figure? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I say this fully understanding how, well, basically how the Unicron trilogy happened. But watching the Unicron trilogy is, especially for me, Cybertron and Energon, it's a lot like going back and watching Master Force subtitled or, you know, Victory subtitled in the sense that just the fact that it, the, the, the way the language is kind of simplified i mean there's no it's it's a trend it's a it wasn't necessarily english originally it was originally written for the japanese right or it was co-produced but the original the the start the starting language was japanese or was it english with the intention to translate it to japanese no it was japanese yeah so it's just i don't know it's just it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to really get into it because it in a way seems sort of Foreign, and I mean that in probably the the nicest way. It's like that's I, you know, racist. Really, you would say that this is a foreign show. Yes, no, no, so yeah, I, really? I, I love headmasters. I love headmasters, for example. But the thing what? is, I, I listen, 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 listen. I love headmasters, but I, I I appreciate it because it's so different. But the thing is, the Unicron stuff, especially like watching this, 
it it's really different, but it was like released here virtually simultaneously, and that's just odd. It's just odd to well, me. Well, now this episode aired over a year after it aired in Japan. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But it's it, but but as far as like things go, it's virtually concurrent. In, like yeah, I know what you mean. They started out very close yeah. together. But it's, it's just odd. I mean, it's, and the thing is, like the effort they took uh, with like red. Red is you know obviously different, but they. I like the way they did it better with red. The only reason that happened with R.I.D. and you know this is because it was p- pumped in at the eleventh hour to fill yeah. a gap. Yeah, you know that's the. And it's not like the show was was written uh, to be like with with the intent that would appeal to multiple audiences or anything. I mean, the Japanese made Cybertron for the Japanese. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, I... They, they, we know from repeated instances that they just ignored anything that anybody else tried to tell them, and they just made the show they were going to make. I mean, in general, I like the Unicron trilogy. I mean, I've I love the toys. I haven't seen all of it, but I mean, the parts I've I liked. I liked the overall story. I liked the concept yep. and idea. Um, you know, the animation. Sometimes, you know, in particular in Cybertron, left something to be desired. I think the only Energon. thing about this. Um, well, yeah, Energon. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the only. Um, my only thing, I guess, with this episode is just I'm not used to having such a big like finale episode that's so heavy. You know, it's just not, not like it's. You know, I'm, I'm used to the. You know, okay, the battle's over and we're done. So, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it is kind of neat that they're making the four ships and that they're going to, you know, spread their Cybertronian seed throughout the galaxy. That's okay. That's fun. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think more shows need this sort of thing. Especially when you've got 52 friggin' episodes to play with. You can set one aside to end everything. When you have a cast as huge as this, and then every... I mean, I remember how Energon ended. It was like, oh, Megatron exploded in the sun. And then the credits... And well, this is the, the original Superlink version, but the credits actually start rolling before the fight's even over. Like, and then they roll the yeah. they just roll the credits over everybody reforming after Optimus's spark splits back into everybody, and it's like, yeah, it's over, whatever. Yeah, the sun is the future, and Desu. Uh, yeah, but they were new. I mean, they kind of had probably an idea that there was going to be another. Oh, that's that's I, I, even Armada did a little leap forward, a uh, brief leap forward in time to give us a little epilogue. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm, you know, I, I do. There are things I really like about Cybertron. I think Cybertron brought a lot of great ideas to the table. The Cybertron fact, is but, the strongest of the three. It, 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 it is. But, it but is. You're, but you're absolutely wrong, Brian. That Rid is is like better than Screw the series. Rid's awful. I, I, I mean, love. I, I, I mean, I think. I love I love Red for a lot of for a lot of reasons. The original source material is not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll be we'll be talking about some R.I.D. in a minute, but uh, it, these two episodes are actually really good. What the one we'll be talking about about R.I.D. and and this one are actually really good ways of highlighting the way the shows were dubbed. Now we know Armada and Energon were dubbed by like a blind ape in a closet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this, Double like Cyber, yeah, I know. Cybertron was dubbed with care, and for, honestly, Cybertron is dubbed with more care than R.I.D. reserves uh, for itself. And we'll talk about R.I.D. in a little. Now, I'm not saying they're not dubbed, you know, with respect or or with as much 
intelligence as as could be mustered, uh, as could be brought to the project. But the episode we'll talk about other idea. It has some problems, dubwise, because they don't seem to quite know what they're doing as far as the story goes. But um, Cybertron never makes gaffes like that. Cybertron yeah. never makes gaffes about what is supposed to be where and who is supposed to be what and what's coming up next. Previous series sure again. Hmm? The previous series sure did, though. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. No argument yeah. there whatsoever. <laughs> Jesus, no. I mean, that was because the, the creators, the dub creators, obviously did not know what they were doing half the time. And I don't mean that as an insult. I just mean that as a statement of fact. They did not know what was happening in that show and what was coming down the pipe and what they were going to have to dub towards. And they evidently forgot everything they had done by the time they moved on to the next episode because they'd forgotten all that as well. But with Cybertron, you get to the very end of this episode... And you get the, the ship's take-off scene. And like in Japanese, in the Japanese version of the episode, the, the, the theme music starts playing. And in any random dubbed-for-TV kids anime you could name, they would never go to the bother of dubbing the theme tune in there. They would just put some piece of generic stock background music that they would normally do. But no, they go out of their way to put in the dubbed version of the theme tune to that scene. And regardless of your feelings or not about the Cybertron theme song, anytime a cartoon's theme song plays within the the body of the cartoon itself outside of the opening and closing, you know something a little special is going on. Something significant yeah. is happening. And then you get to the end credits of this episode as well, and they're different. They include all of the still images that were in the closing credits of the last Japanese episode to show you what everybody went off to do instead of the normal montage of images. I've never seen a dubbed-for-TV kids anime show do that go out of their way to change their burned-on credits that are attached to every episode to give it something a little special to send the show off like that. No, Cybertron was dubbed with a lot of care and a lot of respect, and this episode is, is, a, is another example of that, is, is a great example of the fact that they did actually have some measure of respect for what they were doing, unlike it, the previous two it's, series. It's the cadence of the language that I think is sort of off-putting for me. Uh, the fact that compared to like Beast Wars or Beast Machines, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, so that's just the thing. I just I've always found it off-putting, and especially even though even though I guess Gary Chalk and David Kay did more episodes of the Unicron trilogy than they did of Beast Wars and Beast Machines, uh, I still I still can't not see you know Megatron from Beast Wars and Optimus Primal from Beast Wars when mm. they speak, and it's just it's just it's always been jarring for me. But you know, I, as far as this episode goes, there are things I really like about it, like. Um, I really like uh, the settling of who is the uh, leader of Beast Planet. Yeah. So they have this battle royal thing, and at the end, Leo Breaker shows up, and he's going, you know, it's like, no, Scourge, you haven't won yet. I've come out here. I'm going to fight you. And then he just basically, you know, Scourge... Yeah, and then Scourge basically just flattens him. But that's fun. It's, like, really fun watching that. It's, I mean, I... I the other things I really like about this episode, at the um, when uh, the various heads of the different planets come together to uh, discuss what they're going to do, Metroplex is there with this ginormous chair, which is just a nice little <laughs> nice yeah. visual. Um, but you know, just sort of the cadence of like Optimus Prime say, trying to explain. He, he, I guess he sounds like me because he must r runs his words together. He has to. <laughs> uh, but, well, no, that is, that is kind of an odd... I'm not, like, dubbing is as dubbing does. Yes. You know? so, I mean, uh, I'm really not going to argue that. But that scene is a little weird because everybody is talking like this all the way through it. Yes. I know you're in front of a crowd of people, but there's no reason you all have to shout to get down a notch, guys. Everybody is shouting. I mean, they're doing it because the animation has the characters sitting themselves up very straight and necks back and mouths open very wide because it's a 
public address, and I guess that's how Japanese animators figure you should body language. Yeah, and, and it's not just that. Like, uh, like working in radio and like producing commercials, there's a certain cadence that you have to speak. You don't speak in your nor- nor- uh, natural tone because you actually have to keep up this pace, and it has to. You, you can't. It doesn't. You know, your energy doesn't go down with each sentence. It just keeps going, and that's how everyone speaks. It's like they're recording a commercial, and it just <laughs> sounds really weird to me. I don't know. Well, dubbing is as dubbing goes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's just a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, so, J.D., um, do, you, do you like this better than Red, I take it, in general? Oh, yeah, in general. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't stand Red. I don't know why. I yeah. can't stand it. I, Don, I, I have to suffer through it every time we do it. For this Don, Don what, what, what are your general thoughts around the episode? Uh, I like it just because it you get that kind of closure. Uh, the only other time I remember seeing a show that did that recently was was the last episode of Kolioko, where you got a uh, episode that showed all the kids after Xana had been defeated and what they were going to do. Now they didn't have the threat of Xana to keep them together as friends or, or as warriors. And I like it when a show does that. You, you, you've got all this time and all this emotion invested in these characters. You want to see what happens to them. And seeing, you know, the Dr. Suzuki and the guy get married. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see these characters that you watch the entire series. You see what happens to them, and you have, you have, a, you have a sense of of, of resolution. Mm. And, to be fair to the episode. No, I'm saying that you need that so you don't feel like, I watched this whole show rooting for all these characters, and we get jack on how they turn out that happens too many times and it leaves you feel like you hadn't even wished you even watched the show to begin with i i would be to be fair to the episode like i guess that means if you're going to go into it cold like has happened here with the two gentlemen yes um uh it's not going to mean anything as an isolated set of 22 minutes this is pale and you know we're going to talk about another episode in this this round of things that uh as 22 minutes is fine in and of itself, but is all about paying off something else. And, you know, that's what a lot of this is. This, this is not an episode to take in isolation, but let, let's be friggin' frank here. Whenever you get into the final quarter of a 52-episode anime, no episode is ever an episode to take in isolation, because that's, but that's the stage the show has given up and turned into a film that they have just cut into 22-minute chunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And admittedly, I've watched like two thirds of Cybertron, not sequentially. It's like in and out of order. I recommend Cybertron. Cybertron is honestly decent. It's dubbed with respect and care, and it, and it's funny. Uh, and the the first the first half of it is is drawn out. The, the last of drawn thing is ridiculous. Yeah. But once you hit Starscream's coup at the halfway point of the series, it's all up. I remember when it first started airing, I didn't get into it after about three or four episodes. And I'm like, I don't want this to be more of Energon. I am not going to do it. And I just gave up and never re- never really watched much of anything except for an episode here and there over the years. And uh, I think I think as as being host of a Transformers Internet radio show, it is my duty to go start to finish to watch this. But it's okay. You don't have to do that with energy. I'm not going to. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to watch the last couple of episodes of Armada that I skipped either. Oh, you should watch the. If it's the last couple, you should watch them. <sighs> you know, I, I have to wonder if 
if the issues that Armada and Energon had colored everybody's perceptions when Cybertron came out. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, yes. I mean, just the fact that every all the all the naming issues in Armada, coupled with all the just crap. I, you know, I've been a Transformers fan, you know, for many years now, and I honestly, I watched Energon. I honestly can't tell you any specific thing other than they get pallet swaps for their super modes at some point down the road. <laughs> I can't remember anything about Energon other than Kicker, Ironhide had a sucky toy, and they all got pow power shift color swaps. That's Energon it. is the worst Transformers cartoon ever. It, it truly is. Like, if you're arguing against that, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is, this is this is uh, you know it's it's I'm, it's not like it's not like I'm saying it to be malicious. Every franchise, every group of something, every group, every collective group of anything in the world in the universe has got to have one worst thing in it, and that's just Energon for Transformers. Thing is, it I just is. I like the look of Energon though, as far as like the the computer models and everything. Well, yeah, but I mean, then if you had to actually like watch them move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or by which I mean swing their arms and slide along a predetermined path. That's exactly know. what was, was going on in my mind. It, and what's so sad is this, the Decepticons got such great toys. Hmm. There's, the there's lots toys of toys. Just... Yeah, that's that's the one thing that's a saving grace in general. Of just Energon is like is like a franchise or a brand. The toys are great. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like there are lots of good toys, but I ha I'm just the kind of guy who has trouble separating character from toy, you know. Uh, and it's like I look at them, and it's like, yes, I respect your engineering, but you hold little charm for me because all of your characters are basically, well, they're basically. It, it was it was the it was the big return to the victory way of doing things. Yes, sir, Optimus, sir, and that's your personality. <laughs> 